Welcome to the Infinite Devotion Podcast. This episode is a very special one, and it's the first part of a two-part series. In today's episode, I go deep into questioning Dawn, asking her questions that allow her to explore and reveal her own journey into the depth of submission and into her own inner self and what it's taken for her to come to where she is and really go a lot deeper with you as our listeners into what her moment-to-moment experience is like, where she's at and where her own challenges are from where she's at right now going forward. Next week's episode is the same thing, but she's asking the questions back to me. So this two-part series is a really special, transparent revelation of each of our experiences and where we're at in the present moment. We're very proud to share this with you because it's a part of leading into the course that we teach every year starting in January called Rapture. Now, Rapture is open for enrollment right now. You can find it on our website at infinitedevotion.com slash rapture. And in this course, we spend three months sharing everything that we have come to learn and understand about what it takes to build a loving, passionate, devotional, dominant, submissive dynamic in a way that's healthy and loving, but also intense and passionate and fun. So if you love what you hear when you listen to the Infinite Devotion podcast, know that this is just the surface. In Rapture, we go very, very deep into explaining and discussing what it takes to live this way. We hope that you'll join us and check it out. And please enjoy this episode. So today's episode is going to be all about asking Dawn questions, and I have a whole list of questions together that I'm going to ask you today so that our listeners can get to know a little bit more about your experience of submission, and I might even learn some things about you through your answers to some of these questions. Sounds like some fun. And next episode... You're going to get to do the same thing back to me. Awesome. But today it's all about you. And for our listeners, Dawn has no idea what questions I'm about to ask her. I only gave her a preview of one of them. Otherwise, this is all, we're going in blind here, aren't we? We sure are. (laughs) I love this. (laughs) They all are pretty blind. Yeah. So the first question I wanted to start with is, how do you stay connected to the energy of submission throughout your day? Mm, Good question. Well, first off, the fact that we spend majority of our time together, for me helps because we're kind of in that um, constant power exchange. I can lean on you when I need it, anytime, if I need more. Um, I can come to you anytime when I need help, when I just need your presence. Um, because 
what what impacts me the most is your presence in my life and like physically emotionally spiritually all of it and I have always known I like physical touch and so your physical presence just it does something inside of me and at the beginning of this it was more physical and it has gone beyond as I've let go of so much it feels like it connects me to my soul in a profound way that's really just hard to explain um, so that's that's the biggest thing for me um, but also like all the little ways that you lead me in my life are constant reminders for me throughout my day of your leadership of your dominance and my ability my ability to just follow you know from when I'm putting my makeup on I know you have like a part in my the makeup I wear the lotion I use like any of the feminine products I use like you you have a, a hand in all of those and from the food I eat to the workouts I do to the way my time is so spacious and free like my ability to connect to and just remember all the ways you lead me just feels more real the farther down this path I've gone so what does it feel like to you to feel connected to your submission like from inside of you not just from what I do but for you to yeah. stay connected to it for you what does that feel like it feels like hmm, how can I explain this it's a it's a sense of peace and calmness in my entire body which automatically also brings up this love and gratitude for you because I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for your leadership in all the little ways big and small that you've taken charge made the decisions for me and let me helped me let go and so it has allowed me to connect with the deeper happiness joy love gratitude in my system on a regular basis and those things just were there and now they're so much bigger and what it took was letting go of the emotional poison that was covering them because it's they're there I don't have to go chase them those feelings that alive and and the aliveness that can be connected to so for the people who are maybe newer to listening to us or who hear you say emotional po letting go of emotional poison mm -hmm. 
in maybe like a 60 second summary what do you mean when you say emotional poison great question i'll do my best <laughs> with clarity <laughs> um so the way i see this is I'm just going to speak from the feminine aspect and, and we as the feminine are emotional beings. Like we are, we are designed to be the emotional chaos, which isn't just all the quote unquote bad emotions that we judge like anger and sadness and grief and rage. It is the full range spectrum of emotions. And so when we earlier in life haven't, really connected to our true essence and emotional experience of the world, which means we suppressed emotion. So maybe as a child, I didn't feel like it was okay to get angry um, at my mom or my dad or, you know, something like that. So it was like, oh, shut off anger. That's not okay. Suppress it. Well, when I suppress that as a child, you know, or to even something bigger, emotional chaos of the world when I suppress that and my body hangs on to that and so it remembers it it's still there and it's affecting my daily life without even knowing it and so I call that emotional poison because now through my lens every day there's this unfelt anger there or other emotions and they cover it's it's a protection mechanism partly and they can cover up our hearts and our in our bodies in so many ways but it can cover up um, our hearts and therefore we can't fully let love out and we can't fully let love in and so i call it poison because it's it's keeping me from being the depths of the love that i am and experiencing the depths of the even the I'm gonna say it this way, the best emotions, the ones that we want to feel more of without when we don't judge them. So letting go of emotional poison sets free the, the more high vibe emotions that kind of naturally exist at your core, like love and worthiness and yeah, so, you know, if, if everything is energy, emotions are energy too, you know? And so if we haven't felt them, that means they, we had the emotion, our body had the emotional experience and it didn't let go of it. So now those emotions are still in there. And if emotions have a frequency, then, and we're, we're hanging on to the, the ones that are, what I've heard referenced as that lower frequency, it's almost as if it's keeping us small. It's, it's our bodies are hanging on to, you know, the anger, the rage, because like, it's easy to feel happiness and let that go through you. When you don't know what you don't know, like you sometimes hang on to those emotions and so they stay there. And it's like, in my experience, how I describe this is it covered up the bigness of what you said, the love, the joy, the happiness. 
like I didn't even I couldn't even access the bigness of those because I didn't accept the opposite end of the spectrum of emotions as well. So aside from what you've already talked about here today, what has being a submissive done to specifically improve your life? I think I've shared this before, but I have been able to connect with my soul, my own, what I call souls and sexual essence that was so buried that I didn't even know who I was. So at the beginning of all of this, I said, I didn't want to lose myself. I didn't even fucking know myself. <laughs> so I lost the identities. I lost who I thought I was because that wasn't me. And in some ways I'm just beginning to find the real me after going down this journey for quite a while now. And so along with that, you know, like I've already said, it's the, it's the freedom from the overthinking. Now I'm not perfect. So like, do I catch myself wanting to go down rabbit holes sometimes? Absolutely. But it's much easier to catch and to stop. And I'm not obsessed with um, chasing anything that will give me that false sense of safety and certainty in the world. And I can like actually find excitement in the uncertainty. Because when I accept the uncertainty of life, it like has opened me to the endless possibilities of how good life can get and my desire for more. So where do you find uncertainty catching or fear catching you the most? Hmm. In what certain areas or where does it hold you back from experiencing submission at the level that you want to. Hmm. Well, my deepest place of work still is um, full sexual acceptance and liberation. So I would say anything to do with, um, you know, it's easy to make meaning out of things and create stories in all sorts of scenarios. <laughs> so that's, that's what I would say that I fall for fear the most. And how do you think like for you, how does fear impact your ability to stay in like in deep connection with me as your dominant. Hmm. 
Well, if I'm falling for the fear, it's false evidence appearing real. So I'm making up the stories, which means I am jumping out into the future and deciding what something means or how it's going to look. And a lot of times we come up with the worst case scenarios. I come up with the worst case scenarios, right? Um, or maybe not the worst, but pretty close. And it's really easy to uh, make assumptions about how we're going to react because the only way we can really, um, the only evidence that we have to make those meanings out of the stories and the fear is using evidence from our past, which means, you know, keeping myself small in the ways that I did that before, which is the exact opposite of what I'm desiring. And the opposite of what I desire for you. Exactly. So that one's like, it's really, really easy to fall for the fear sometimes there and along with, you know, challenging the belief systems around what is, um, I'm going to scratch that, around what I truly believe our sexual essence can be, what mine is, and really the essence of why we're here. And it's ridding the societal standards, the, the belief systems. Wow, the belief systems around sexuality from early on in life, for me, seem to be one of the, um, one of the hardest challenges to overcome. What are some of the other belief systems that you've had to challenge in order to make a submission feel authentic to you? What are some of the things you've had to question and come to your own conclusions about around anything related to, I guess, anything that's that our relationship has brought and our dominant submissive dynamic has brought to your awareness? Mm -hmm. What are some of the other beliefs you've had to question and come to your own conclusions on? Or that you're still in the process of questioning? Well, um, this wasn't exactly a belief system, but it, it was a challenge I had to work through. And I'll explain that. But it's that you can know better for me than I can for myself. Because there was always a part of me that was like, oh wow, like you saw something about me that I was like, I don't know what you're seeing, but okay. <laughs> the way you would speak about me and the way you would look at me, just like nothing I had ever experienced before. 
And that was like, that was an important aspect of the beginning of me really recognizing that I was connecting to God through you and the God in you. And, um, and then, you know, through submission, I recognized that, okay, I haven't completely owned my identity for myself, you know, like that individual, I had to work out of the people pleasing. And so there was a sense of creating more of an individual, if you will. And then <laughs> kept, you know, working on that, owning some belief systems for me, because I even had to challenge, you know, okay, this is how Andrew has seen this, but what about me? And most of those were aligned, but I still was willing to challenge belief systems um, out of seeking authenticity for myself. And then farther down this path, I was like, um, <laughs> actually, I don't really know who I am at my core anymore. I keep myself small. I've suppressed my essence and like when I started to see it looking back all the ways that I've done that and then at the same time hearing all of the ways that you would were guiding me towards my true essence authenticity full liberation into who I am and asking for more of me and understanding what you meant and believing the truth in your words, I started to realize like, um, <laughs> it, I, I recognize this dependency on you and what the word union really feels like in two souls becoming one and allowing myself to, you know, like at the beginning, jump in with two feet and know that you'll catch me and let myself need you that much. So just the, the, uh, the dependency in a world where independence is really, um, people take pride in it, I guess. And so that's one way that, one belief system that I've kind of worked through and allowed myself to just live in my experience because that's all I can do. It doesn't matter what someone else does or thinks or says to me about it. I want to come back to the word dependency because I know that that triggers some people. Yeah, absolutely. But before I go there, did you have anything else in terms of belief systems you've had to question or that you are questioning now that you're in the process of for yourself? Well, like still, still actively would be 
just certain things around sexuality and the depths of what it truly can look like when we surrender to our soul's experience of being here. And having the experience of being told that I am here for the depths of pleasure. And knowing it's like this is part of my life experience is to ev like fully evolve. And I, I don't know what that means. And my surrender is to you and the truth that you see in it all. Dropping the fear, stepping forth in faith, and believing in your connection to the God consciousness inside of you. And as I've seen you work through all of that, I've seen one of the belief systems I've seen you wrestle with is all of the assumptions that your mind and that your like early life connected between what is marriage. Yep. Like, what does it mean to be married? And what mm -hmm. does that make possible? What does that make not possible? And more. Yep. And that's only one of them. <laughs> So I want to come back to that word you used, dependency. Yep. Because like you said, the world values independence. Even in relationships, partnerships, there's a high importance put on like being able to take care of yourself, being okay, whether you have your partner or not. Yep. You and I also both know very well from our own pasts how um, destructive codependency can be. Yes, absolutely. So how do you draw a distinction between, like independence is pretty clear what it is, mm -hmm. but where do you, how do you draw a distinction between codependency and the way that you said it before, which is de really fully depending on me, letting yourself depend on me. They're not even close to the same thing. So codependency is going to be the, sometimes the way we come together in trauma bonding. When real, two people come together, it, it's honestly for a while I kind of thought like oh my gosh like how do you not do that it's actually a beautiful thing that's how we came together a absolutely and and it's your opportunity 
to heal that emotional poison from your past when you want to, when you're willing to. And so it can, when you don't heal that, it is a codependent relationship and it, you know, kind of becomes one version might be like, I need you to be okay and I need you to be happy in order for me to be okay and happy and satisfied in the world or, you know, that's just one example. And so, and, and those are unconscious patterns that are running in the background, but not being um, evolved beyond. And that just leads to dissatisfaction and a lot of unhappiness and fear and just, I guess that sort of thing in relationships. And so the dependence I'm talking about is much less about the physical realm and it gets into the spiritual aspect of life in my in my experience and can I take care of myself yeah absolutely like I can I don't want to <laughs> um, but I can if I had to I, I haven't lost my capability but the dependence on each other comes from the mutual surrender. And the needs that I have from you in the truth in your consciousness, when I've surrendered mine. And from your side, needing my <laughs> Eros and emotional experience of life in order to, I mean, that's your surrender. All right. So time for a little pivot now into our next question. What is the most exciting or thrilling part of being a submissive for you? Hmm. Gosh, <laughs> these are great questions. <laughs> and I have to ask, I have to ask them to you on the spot so you can come up with authentic answers because I know that if I don't, <laughs> if I give them to you ahead of time, you're just going to think. Which has its benefits when I don't really remember <laughs> as much anymore. Um, my, my favorite aspect is what I have been able to tap into my body and just the turn on that's possible in the power exchange and everything it's taken to get there because it, it wasn't there in the beginning for me and I've had to be relentless at seeking this sexual liberation, which is ongoing. But when I saw the words sexual development as personal development, I had to really learn to face down and own my sexuality for me and really sit with a lot. Because my 
early life experience, what I now see was very contradictory to what my soul is here to experience in life and be in life. And so I am just deeply thankful to be able to tap into the, the turn on of the depths of what power exchange can just do and the excitement that it can bring in, in the daily life. So what's one example of a part of daily life that's exciting or thrilling or a turn on for you? Just you making all the decisions and oh gosh, I don't even have the words for it. And just the the aliveness that's there with it in all the ways that I can truly connect to that turn on. Now, do I? No, there's always room for more because it, it does require using my mind to stay focused. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's not like my mind doesn't have a purpose anymore, right? My mind serves me. I don't serve it. So I'm not sure if that really answered your question. We'll go with it. <laughs> so this was the one question that I previewed you on. If I could make one thing easier for you just by snapping my fingers, what would that be? Well, I've already talked about it. It would be ridding from my system the pieces around sexuality and my sexual essence that aren't serving me. Because it has felt like one of the biggest challenges that I've been working through on really owning what is for me because what I've also recognized is the power of the mind. And so without having experience, we can limit ourselves. All right. On to the next question here. What do you wish that I understood more about what you need in this power exchange dynamic? Honestly, you, you truly do understand so much. I am, I'm just deeply thankful for your, your ability to see me and truly connect with my experience. Like you, you're, you're able to feel me in a way that amazes me. So I guess the only, you know, we've had this question before this little conversation and you know, I only know my experience. You truly only know your experience, but you're deeply connected to mine. 
And so, you know, this is a common theme that we've had from all of the women that we've worked with is this like intuition versus ego thing. And maybe you do understand <laughs> the depths of what that challenge is. Um, and honestly, I think it's really, really easy from, in my experience, to overthink even that. Um, but it's the whole ego and fear thing. Like, if you could make one thing easier, it would be like that. <laughs> and there'd be a lot of women who would love it. <laughs> So in your personal experience of me, mm -hmm. like I'm giving you full permission to like share with me how I can, how I could be better or what you think I don't get here. But how much do you honestly feel like I can see the difference between when you are living in fear or when you are like, let's say when something's really not for you, how clearly do you feel like I see that difference? Pretty clearly. <laughs> and there's times when I find myself just wishing it wasn't quite so clear. <laughs> <laughs> But um, when, you, when you connect with a truth and you see it in me, the, I, I can connect with your experience without knowing the depths of what that is because I feel it. I see it in your eyes. I feel it in... what I see in you and I know your your response when you connect with something that is coming th through the masculine consciousness in you through God and you've shown me plenty of ways that you're right and it's not that I'm wrong, it's where I'm clinging to fear or just really not knowing what I don't know. And so you've, I feel like my whole life has been an overhaul. <laughs> <laughs> and what I'm seeing And I would love to hear from other people on this because I, again, I only know my experience, but what I've had to work out of and the things that have felt so challenging to me are because of my ego. It's been the protection mechanisms and belief systems, but it feels like everything is contradictory to what the truths that have come through my soul. 
and it makes me want to throw my hands in the air and say, what the fuck? <laughs> so I am deeply thankful for everything that you are to me. And everything that you've shown me. And it doesn't feel easy always to accept these truths that feel deeply contradictory to these belief systems that have been in my life for a long time. But when I can soften the fear and stay connected to you, it feels much easier. I've heard it said that being deeply seen by another person is the most vulnerable thing that we can experience. Would you agree with that? Yes. And sharing like deep desires also feels very, very vulnerable as well. But I have, I have the felt experience time and time again from you seeing something in me and there's no words to describe what that feels like in me. It, it's a knowing that you see my soul in a way that I can't because of what seems to me is like the way our human experience is just designed. Besides the fact that we have almost 15 years together as a couple and the obvious fact that that gives us a lot of history yeah. to go on. Sure does. But aside from that fact, I know this is kind of what you just said you don't you can't put words to, but I'm going to ask you to try. Okay. Because I think this is important. How do you know that like when I see something in you and I say this like this is right. Like this is important. This is valuable. This is something that I'm going to align your life to take you in this direction. When I see that in you and I chart that course and it goes against what you maybe felt or thought or believed to be true for yourself from your past. How do you know, aside from the fact that you have all those years of, of history with me, that following my path is the right thing for you. Well, I had a personal experience with God. That dropped me to my knees. And The, that experience, the words I heard, the, 
voice that I heard that wasn't even audible. <laughs> um, it confirmed everything that you had already been showing me and telling me. And it was, it hit me so deep. It was humbling, but also deeply affirming my trust in you. And everything about this dominance and submission thing, everything. And so it hasn't made everything easy because there are times when, so sometimes you can speak something to me and I just feel it. There's like tears. It's just this knowing in my body. There's been other times where you see something and my ego rises up so fast and I basically freak out and have my moments, have my emotional reaction and experience. But I always know that if I'm reacting so hugely, is that a word? <laughs> it is now. <laughs> um, that there's something there for me. And it's in those big reactions that it takes some time. I have recognized that I need to be willing to sit with belief systems and allow myself to be challenged, allow myself to have conversation with you and really just keep expressing my desires to have my felt experience align with the truth. And that doesn't always happen overnight. Some of these things take days, some of them take weeks, some of them feel like they've taken a few years because <laughs> there's just so much there. But my, my deepest desire is to connect with all of my soul and all of the experience that I am meant to have here. All of the authenticity and all of the liberation. And that means I have to push edges. That means I have to face fears even when it's hard and extend myself some compassion and empathy and forgiveness when I freak the fuck out. And so I don't always know in the moment, but I've learned that if I re react so hugely. <laughs> Our listeners know about the dunctionary now from the last episode. So. Um, that it's there is an opportunity and a gift for me. 
and I need to surrender to the truth that you are here to bring to me. And I am thankful for so much of your patience because this isn't always easy. But this is the part that's beyond the physical telling me what to do, <laughs> telling me what to eat, telling me what to do for a workout, telling me what you want me to wear. Like, those are all fun. This is so much beyond that. Right. Well, this is into the realm of being so connected to your, to you and to your truth that I can feel what's right for you because I'm not influenced by your ego. I'm not influenced by your fear. Thank I'm, you. I'm not influenced by your beliefs and by what your childhood experiences were. But instead I'm sitting over here connected to you, but separate from you. And I can feel what brings you alive. Yes, you can. I can feel what makes you vibrate with, with energy. And I yep. can feel what makes you go flat. Yep. I know you can. <laughs> and that's a big part of how I know how to lead you is because less of the things that make you go flat, <laughs> less of the things that make you close down, right. those things need to be learned how to be let go of. And the things that I feel make you vibrate with energy and with aliveness and with passion and with eros, those are the, the directions that you need to go and the things you need to accept and the things that I need to lead you into experiences of. Right. And that's what you can't see always when you are in the inside of your own experience. Right. And this goes back to, to the dependency on you. Because I can't see what I can't see. You know, a little bit ago, you said, you, you quoted that sexual development is personal development. Yep. So first of all, give a little shout out to who gave that to you. That was Alexa Bodich, which, who is that sex chick on Instagram. It was an email that I received from her. It was so timely. And I'd been following her for quite a while and didn't um, disregard anything about sexuality, but really it was the thing that I pushed off the longest in connecting with, facing down, and it has been the most um, challenging thing, but also the area of life that I have recognized that everything else is connected to. And so along with it has um, been some freedom and liberation too, despite the ongoing challenge. <laughs> 
the one of those for me that's helped me lead you the most. Those little quotes that come from other people. Yeah. Was from Chris Bale, who is Chris Bale Awakened on Instagram. Go look him up. It was where he said that she needs to feel you feeling her. And that statement was like a permission slip for that sensitivity that I've talked about. Oh, yes. Like, oh, yeah, that, like the way that I can tune into how you feel. Like, that's actually the gift here because now, now that, like, that let me see the, the strength and the power in being able to tune into those things that make you vibrate, those things that make you come alive. And that let, that, is what showed me the way to know how to lead you. I don't remember when that was, but I remember experiencing even more of a shift in you. Profound. When, when you like accepted that beautiful piece of yourself that had always been there, like you connected to it so much more deeply. And therefore, to me, that much more deeply as well. All right, so I think this will be the final question for you. And this might go down a couple of different tangents depending on how, on what your answer is for it. But this question is really giving you an opportunity to help me see myself. So what I would like to know from you is where in my life do you see me losing connection with my dominance or with my strength? Good question. I have a couple different things that I can speak to on that. But first and foremost, I don't experience that often. And the farther we've gone down this path, the deeper our connection has felt and the more that we're able to stay in it too, which has been an incredible experience. So you know, in the past, I would say that there were times probably that you were met with my resistance to something and maybe backed off more than you needed to. But it's kind of hard to say because Authenticity has always been at the forefront of what we both were seeking in this relationship. And so I really needed to own and sometimes recognize that I was falling for resistance versus you trying to force me through it. So maybe sometimes moving through that resistance took longer than it needed to, but that's still a maybe. 
what I, you, what I watched you grow in was more of your strength and confidence in yourself, in seeing the truths in me, which helped me believe more in you and the truth that you were bringing too. And so now, I just experience more of that in you, which is just incredibly helpful to me. But the biggest thing that I see impacting me is sometimes out of your control. It's, you know, recently, it's when you're kind of down and out for like physically, maybe it's you didn't sleep well, or like recently it was you were, your body was fighting something off. And, you know, you shared how physically it was impacting you, which of course I understand. But when that um, turns into a day, into two days, into three days where you're just feeling off, it impacts me. It does. And like, I don't feel as deeply in connection with you because you're just being affected physically. And you're not a superhero. You're in a lot of ways, but you're still a physical human being. So, you know, as much as I understand, it still impacts me. How about on the flip side of that? Where do you see, if anywhere, that I am, that I push too much or that I am too rigid? You're not too rigid. <laughs> Shouldn't have I said that? <laughs> <laughs> More rigidity <laughs> incoming. Um, again, like authenticity was so important and still is to both of us. And so this wasn't a, a forcing or a pushing by you and you know, I know we've had a lot of our own personal conversations about that. And could have there been more of that? Could have there not? But I feel really um, good about the ways that I've come into more and more submission because it has felt, it has been felt through my body in connecting with my soul. And so you could force things in the physical, but you can't force my spiritual experience. And that's what really gets at um, where force doesn't have a place. And you can't be rigid about that experience you can get rigid in the physical experience, sure. But um, I think 
it's not necessary for us. Is there anything else to close this out that you'd like to share with our listeners about maybe just what you, what it's like for you to be a submissive? What's your life like? I sometimes feel like I'm living a dream compared to what my life used to be like. And, you know, a statement, a question you said to me as our kind of our motto is, how good can this get? The farther I go down this journey, the more I surrender, my life continuously gets better. And Oh, there's just so much I could say there. <laughs> it's not the first time I've said it. It's more peace. It's more calm. It's more freedom and liberation, which brings out this aliveness, this excitement for life, for more of life. It's, it's being able to be content, but want more all at the same time. And I also have connected to such a deep love and devotion for you and desire like I didn't know was possible. So thank you. You've changed my life and continue to for the better. Well, thank you for being so vulnerable and open with answering my questions for you today. My pleasure. And I'm sure you are going to have some great ones for me in our next episode. I look forward to answering those as well. <laughs>